Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Um, we are celebrating New Year's 2023. I just can't believe it. Wasn't it 1990, just like yesterday? Uh, maybe we'll ask that of our guest. Uh, our guest is Peter Burke. He is the co-author of a new novel. It's called Time Lock. Um, and while this is not exactly health-related, writing can be cathartic, it can be painful, and... Peter actually worked with his father on this novel and subsequent novels as well. We'll find out about that. And we'll find out about working with your dad, uh, how that was. Peter, welcome to Late Night Health. Thank you both very much. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, we're glad to have you. I'm glad you reached out. Um, you said to me when we talked briefly yesterday that writing is really what you want to do. You, you love to write. Uh, I'm a writer. I write, you know, everything like commercial copy or I wrote a book that was extraordinarily painful. Is writing fun for you? It is. And you use the perfect word, which is cathartic. Um, I'm somebody who doesn't mind being alone, although this project was side by side with my dad. So writing is sort of a best of all possible worlds. I can escape into whatever, you know, world I want to go into. I've written some nonfiction and in public relations, I wrote a lot of you know, nonfiction, although some of it had a little fiction in it, let's face it. Uh, PR uh, people, you have to understand those. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I find it extremely uh, liberating and cathartic and, and a wonderful experience. And yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, especially this project, because every word was uh, you know, on, uh, in honor of my dad, even though he wasn't here to share it with me in a way he oh, was. I'm sure he was right. Yeah, right behind you, uh, sitting on your shoulder, maybe. A yeah. hand on your shoulder. Um, your father um, was a, a well-known television and screenwriter. Uh, it's funny, about two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, my wife said, let's watch Columbo. And we watched an episode with Patrick McGugan. McGugan. Um, what you said. And um, he was uh, a secret agent man. Um, 
you know, in the 60s or 70s. Absolutely. And um, he became a producer on Columbo. But I remember seeing the name Howard Burke in the credits because as a producer myself, and and I I always look at credits. And even though this was, what, 30-plus years ago, the yeah. story was still relevant. It made sense. It was fun. Um, your dad... Was a was your dad a, a gregarious guy, or did he like to just sit in his room and work on a typewriter? Honestly, both. Um, sort of, I think, like me. You know, I can be the life of the party, or just you know, off on my own happily. Uh, and I, he particularly loved working on that show. And it's a wild coincidence if you happen to have seen that particular episode two weeks before you and I connected here. Um, and that was Patrick McGowan's very first affiliation with Columbo. He went on, as you said, to be a producer and to work closely with the show. But um, yeah, my dad was very thoughtful, intellectual, a lot of fun, great sense of humor. We played tennis all the time and, you know, just a wonderful man and a far better writer than, than I'll ever be, that's for sure. Uh, but he loved the process for all the reasons I think you do and I do. It's it's just such a wonderful ex expression of who you are, or, you know, uh, or what you you're feeling, and it's also sort of resistant to age in a way. You know, if you write well, you can be any age. You, you know, he was working on a, a novel that, into his nineties. I mean, and. And if you read it, you wouldn't know if he was 90 or 30. I mean, and that's one of the beauties of writing, unlike dancing or, you know, sports or something where obviously you have a, a time limit on how long you can do that. But he he really loved the process and he was an avid reader. And, you know, so he had read everything. He, he was a big Hemingway fan and even spent a, a day in Cuba with Hemingway in the 50s. So... Yeah, he was a reporter uh, in in based in Cuba in the fifties, wasn't he? Um, yes, and then he went into the government, and he did, he was in the record business. I think he narrated a a Flintstones record album or some odd fun thing. Uh, huh. And but it was Angela Lansbury's brother Bruce who produced Mission Impossible and other shows for Paramount, who really brought my dad out here and kind of got him started in, uh, in TV and he never really looked back. That is terrific. What was it like working with your dad? You made a statement that your dad was a better writer than you will ever be. Um, I think your dad would like you to exceed what he did. That won't happen. I'm you know, I'm already a senior citizen and it, it, it's just there there isn't time and there isn't talent. I'm not being falsely modest. He was a great writer. And, you know, I, I think if I'm a good writer, I that's OK. That's enough for me. And but I certainly learned a lot working with him and watching him. And we had a terrific relationship. I mean, I. That, you know, obviously it would make for a, a better story if there was trauma, drama and tension and, and infighting and competition. Um, but there really wasn't. There was, you know, I think it was just kind of me sitting there and contrib contributing what I could. 
and learning everything I could and having a, a good time. And we really, and most of it was physically side by side, but there were times he was back East and we just talked on the phone or whatever. It was great. I was working with him right up until the last couple of weeks of his life when he was wow. working. Uh, yeah. Would, uh, was your dad a good dad? The best. I mean, we wrote songs together. We we were very close with my mom too, and I was an only child. So, and we lived in Europe for five years. They took me with them whenever they traveled. It was, you know, it was a a friendship. Uh, I, I know it sounds like I'm doing PR on my own life, and you can't believe a word I'm saying, but <laughs> but it's 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 true. Um, it was a very very close relationship, and. I miss him terribly, and my mom. And it's been six. It's been over six years. About six years, but that's why this whole process with Time Lock has been such a, I think, so healthy for me to help feel as if you know that connection. We're still collaborating in in our own way. And and we learn from our parents, so that if a parent might be abusive there's a good chance that the child, their kid, will be abusive to their kids. So Absolutely. are you a good dad? You have a couple of kids, at least two sons that I'm aware of. Yeah, two married sons, uh, one grandson, and two other grandkids on the way. Uh, you know, I, I don't, it would be up to them to evaluate me as a, as a father. I, I know one thing, and I got this from, from my dad. Uh, I'm very demonstrative i'm not one of these you know holding back affection i'll hug and kiss them in public till, till they're red in the face embarrassed um, my dad was that way and it was harder for him because his generation you know i think i don't think men you know i'm talking about even when we were both you know adults uh he had no hesitation sure. to be expressive and to say i love you or anything like that and i feel so sad for i know so many people who never got that from from their parents, even their mom. And in turn, as you yeah. just said, you know, have trouble with their kids. So I know I'm an extremely loving dad. Um, I'm, and that's, I know that. that's good. But and I, I would kill for, I would personally kill for, well, I don't know about kill, but I could, uh, I would love one minute with my dad just to give him a big hug and say, I love you. Um, uh, our guest is Peter Burke. He is the co-author of Time Lock. It's a novel, science fiction, and it's just, I, I can't wait to read the book. Um, is, has it come out yet, Peter? Is it no, available? It just came out at the end of last year. Um, okay. if, if Ingram well, Elliott is the publisher, and and uh, they did a great job. They kept it, you know, it, short and easy to read. It's part of their snaps uh, division, just short books that are you can read on one long flight and are, are meant for TV or film adaptation, we hope. So we'll see. Because it's it. Peter, I'm going to ask you to hold on. We're going to take time out. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with um, uh, Peter Burke, uh, author, co author of Time Lock. I'm Mark Allen. Join us at latenighthealth.com. That's latenighthealth.com. You can see a pretty picture of Daryl Wayne, the insane Daryl Wayne right there on our home page. I'll be back with uh, Peter and Daryl in just a couple of moments as Late Night Health continues. 
Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to stop by and visit us at LateNightHealth.com. That's LateNightHealth.com. Our guest is the co-author of Time Lock. It's a novel, and uh, uh, his name is Peter Burke. And we're really, uh, I'm really uh, intrigued by this because um, there's a young and aging uh, a component. I'm not going to give away the uh, the storyline. Oh, it's okay. But you can. Is it? So, well, instead, why don't you explain it? Because it's a it's a what a wonderful premise. Yeah, I, I, thanks. I mean, it was my dad's idea about 15, 18, 17 years ago, something like that. 
he had the idea that what if sometime in the future, not the distant future, maybe 10 years down the line, crime and prison overcrowding are such a problem that the only deterrent they can come up with is is a genetic acceleration technology which instantly ages prisoners the number of years of their sentence. So, you know, you go in, you're you're 25 in the morning and you're 45 or if you get a 20 year sentence uh, uh, minutes later the idea is to basic basically scare potential criminals straight or uh ex-prisoners you know keep them from going back to crime so that we thought that was a great idea we wrote a screenplay we, we were happy with it, but nobody was, it was a big budget script and people were just making sequels and comic books and, and all that. And so it, it was tough to get off the ground. And when COVID hit, and this is years after I lost my dad, I thought the best way to honor him and to, you know, really have a cathartic experience for myself would be to novelize the screenplay. So that's what I did. And it's really a story of a young, innocent man. He's at, he's 23 when we meet him, and he is uh, very smart, but kind of drifting in his life. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's wrongly arrested for murder. He's given a 40-year sentence. He's one of the first to go through the time lock process, but he's lucky in a way. There's a prison riot. He escapes halfway through, so it's really... You know, the technology and the sci-fi is, is secondary. It's really about what would it be like to, you know, go from 23 to 43 in an instant and you're on the run from the police. And he hooks up, wow. he meets the, the woman who arrested him, an FBI agent, and they're on the run and, and, and she wants nothing to do with him. But finally they realize there's something terribly wrong with the program and, and that's what happens. And the when, irony, when he wakes up, Peter, at, at 43, does he have the aches and pains of a 43-year-old versus a 23-year-old? Absolutely. He's, and his, the whole book is written in, in first person because I wanted to ex, uh, readers to experience what he's experiencing. And so there's a lot. And there's some. it sounds depressing. And it's actually, I tried to put a lot of humor in it. He's, he's very self-deprecating and he'll say, you know, he's even gained weight. He's got a second chin coming down. You know, it's not, it's, he's hobbling a bit, his hearing, but it's not, he's only 43. And that's, that was the funny part for me. I'm writing this character, you know, being, bemoaning the fact that he's suddenly 43. And I'm thinking, you know, I would pay millions of dollars to be like me. What do you I was going to say that, yeah. About, you know, so, because uh, I'm actually, you know, the age he would have been if he had gotten the whole, you know, 40 years plus a couple more years. So, but it's really a personal story, you know, but he actually grows from the experience. It matures him. It, 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 it makes him did ready. Did your father help, did your father help outline the, I know that there's five, books in the in the upcoming series um uh, or is this all based on the on the film on your script um i wrote a sequel that we didn't work on together because i wanted to bring this particular story full uh, you know to uh, all the way to around 
And then I adopted two other screenplays he and I had written together that weren't men as sequels, but they were similar enough that I could weave them into this universe. And then I've written a fifth one that that my dad wasn't involved with. But they're all they're all going to be by Howard Burke and Peter Burke, whether, you know, of course, I'm not going to. Of course. Uh, and then and the characters were developed together. So that oh, makes absolutely. sense. Right. Absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned that uh, several times the, the cathartic that this was self-healing in writing. Um, and you liked to be alone. Are, would you describe yourself as a, 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 a people person or would you rather leave people outside in the cold? No, no, I'm, I'm a people person, but it's, it's selective. Uh, I mean, I, I think, as I said before, I, I try to be funny. I try to be the life of the party. I play the piano. I love what people gather around. I've written a lot of music, you too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love performing. I can be a total ham. But I'm also moody. You know, I think it kind of goes with the wiring of a lot of people in the industry. You know, and there are times I, I just would rather not be socializing and I'm fine just to be on my own. But generally I, I do like to, you know, surround myself with, with people, but not small talk. I, I don't take for standing at, at a crowded room with a bunch of strangers. Uh, I'd much rather be with a small group where you really get to know the people, even if you're never going to see them again, you, it's still, you know, a closer connection. Than yeah. Going to, I mean, as a PR professional like you, you you've probably done a number of of, uh, of 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 press parties, you know, and where you stand around and people are standing around. They've got a cocktail or a glass of wine or something, and it's um, it's always hard for me to be at those kinds of parties. I was at one in in Las Vegas at a convention recently. I, I walked out. It was just too much. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I frankly hated doing that kind of thing for a couple of reasons. One, for the reason we're talking about, it's just too crowded and too many people, too much small talk. But also, I was always, you know, sort of in the corner or the, you know, I wasn't a guest. I was just working the party. And I always, yeah. and I wanted to be, you know, uh, I always felt I'm on the wrong side of the screen. I, I you know, I, or whatever was going on, I was off in the shadows or, you know, I just it, because I was a tortured, frustrated, you know, writer most of my right. life. And here I am, you know, doing public relations for successful writers or people in other businesses. You know, it was, it was tough. And there are many I remember being at a book signing for what I thought was a terrible book that one of my clients had written and I'm sitting there isn't this wonderful <laughs> and it, it's hard it's, yeah it's not you know I'm not pointing into serious hardship in life but but it was hard for me well we're gonna have Peter back uh, we'll talk as uh, as as the second book is released uh, the book is called time lock it's a novel it's uh, published by Ingram Elliott publishing um, and um, they're out of North Carolina, by the way. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, uh, Peter and I hooked up about this just 
a couple of days ago, really, uh, before we, uh, we, uh, we, we were recording. A happy New Year to uh, Daryl and his family. Happy New Year to uh, you listening. Happy New Year to Peter. And as I always say, have a great week, everybody. Have a good week. Most importantly, have a healthy week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.